generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, let's go real quick to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Find your space, fill your space, find your place rather, and fill your space. There is a place for you. We've established it over the last two, three teachings. If you have not listened to those messages about taking territories and all of that, listen to this morning's message to be uploaded on SoundCloud later tonight so you can listen from later tonight and throughout the course of the week. <sighs> Lord, help me here now. Genesis chapter 1. Somebody shout, there's a place for me. And tell yourself there is space in that place. Congrats on your testimony. More to come. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 12. Well, you know what? Let's take it from verse 11. So 11 to verse 12. Genesis 1, 11 to 12. Can we read together the count of 3 to 1? Let's read loud and clear, meaningfully, intentionally at the count of 3 to 1. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. By the third day. All right, that's great. It's interesting to observe this because many of us, we know the seven days of creation, so, you know, just say God made light and God made this one and all, but each verse is loaded. And why is it so? Because the book of Genesis is from the word gene. You know, like when you said the genes of a person. Yeah? So, what do your genes do? What do they stand for? What do you know from your genes? Who you are. Traits, right? Identity, patterns, tendencies, inclinations are discovered in the gene. So, Genesis talks about the patterns the inclination, the identity of God processes and systems. The book of Genesis is a condensation of God patterns, God processes, God systems. Almost every other thing that God does all through the Bible is rooted in some form or the other in Genesis. Specifically, Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, and almost everything God is doing is an unpacking, is a revelation of what he did in Genesis. So when you look through Genesis, don't just read it as a historical book. Don't just read it for record purposes. Read it for par what? Patterns, principles, process. Somebody say patterns, principles, processes. So this is like the first time we're seeing seeds. The first time we're actually looking at things like trees and things like herbs. And you notice everything that God created, he created for a certain place and a certain space. So the fish came out of where? Water. Birds came out of? Fish came out of? Birds came out of? 
And then he said that the tree should come out of the ground. Now when he's making man, who does he speak to? Who does he speak to? So fish is made out of water or comes out of water. Birds come out of the air. Man's spirit comes from. Now if you take fish out of water, what happens? Take birds out of the air, what happens? Take man out of God, what happens? So your greatest functionality comes from the place you were created from. A fish can survive for a season on ground, on the ground, on the earth, but not for long. Man may be able to survive a little bit. And guess what? Survive is not thrive, is not flourishing. When it's not an active connection to God, but not for long. Now when you bring fish out of water, you put it on the ground, what happens? Does it dance or not? It's like very active. But do you know that being extremely active does not mean you're actually in your creation zone? So sometimes somebody's not connected to God, not resonating the frequency of the divine, but the person looks like they're very successful. That's the activity before death. That's a fish out of water. By the way, that activity is actually not intrinsic. That activity of the fish is a desperate attempt to make up for what it lacks by being out of place. So many times when people are not in sync with the spirit of God, they try to use activity to make up for the deficiency of their disconnectedness from the presence of God. Who knows what I'm talking about? Have you been there before? Okay, so remember when you were a, a child and then like they told you, pick the beans. Who loved picking beans? Or ewedu leaves? You love it. That's your specialty. Hobby. Plucking. Please look at this gentleman and celebrate his Ewedu picking skills. So they say to you, you know, prepare the moe or whatever it is. And then the moment they leave the house, everybody is playing, everybody is all of that. Then what happens the moment you hear pom pom? What happens? There's scrambling and rushing. Everybody's going to like, like five of you are now trying to lay one bed. <laughs> that activity, is it from a place of responsibility? Or from a place of reaction? Because you're trying to make up for what you have not done before. And so many times when we've not maximized the space or the place that God put us in, we try to do extra activity with the intent of making up for the loss we've recorded by not being in the place God called us to. Look at somebody, tell that person, say activity is not productivity. So God speaks to himself. And one of the things about God is that we see God working and when we see God working, the Bible says tells us in the book of John, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while this day, John chapter 9 verse 5, for night cometh when no man shall be able to work. Jesus said in the book of John, he said, my father worketh and so am I working. And so if we're made out of God, made out of the presence of God or out of the essence of God, that means there is work for us to do. God does not put me in place just to enjoy and have fun. He puts me in place to work. Somebody say working. 
That's very important, and I'm going to tie it up in a few moments. Now, when he's making man's body, where does he go? Does it speak to himself and then make the body from himself? Is that what happens? What does he do? He goes to the ground. And from that ground, he molds or forms man's body. So every human being that will maximize their time on earth must be conscious of their spiritual identity, one. Number two, their geographical space or location. In other words, your life is not just going to be complete because you're seated at the right hand side of the Father with Christ, like the Bible tells us. It's not going to be complete just because you're one with Christ, like the Bible tells us. It's not just going to be complete because you speak in tongues. But have you found the place you are called to? Look at somebody say, you've got to find the place. Some of you didn't look at anybody. You just, just went like, look at somebody eyeball to eyeball say, you've got to find the place. As a matter of fact, some of you are already in the place, but you are coveting somebody else's place. <laughs> I'm going to come back to Genesis chapter 1, but let me read something to you from Genesis chapter 2. Verse 1 says this. Thus, can you give us Genesis 2 from verse 1? Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished... And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his, somebody say work. So does God work or not? Tell somebody work is not punishment. What is, what is, God called us to work. I taught it last week, most people want gardens, but nobody wants to tend the gardens. And the bigger the garden God's, God gives you, the more work you have to do. Have you noticed the bigger the house, the more rooms you have to sweep? Some of you are saying, God, give me a car, give me a car, give me a car, I'll take care of it. The leg of these bends you are driving on your leg. Your shoes are your car. Are you taking care of your shoes? Look at somebody beside you and say, when last did those socks touch water? Nobody's looking at nobody right now. Like, <laughs> if you're not asking anybody, you're yeah, guilty. Look at somebody. Say, when was the last time? If you can't take care of the shoes, how will you change the tires when they go bad? Just saying. Many people on the table. But, but watch this. Verse 2, on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had done. He rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. So we notice that God does not even rest until he has walked. Because some of us want to rest from rest. So that he can rest. God rested from work. And verse 3, then God in the seventh day, he blessed it, sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which he had created and made. Now verse 2, verse 4, this is the history of the heavens and the earth, which when they were created in the day, the Lord made the earth and the heavens. Verse 5, before any plant of the field was where? In the earth. And before any herb of the field had grown, Why? For the Lord had not caused it to rain on the earth. Rain is pouring. 
And there was no man to till the But chapter 1 tells us that God had finished his work, right? Chapter 2 is saying to us that God had rested from his work and all of that. But there was no man to till the ground and there was no rain on the earth. What happened, verse 6, but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the earth. Verse 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the field of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. So God formed man's body from the dust of the earth. Somebody say earth. In Genesis chapter 1, 11 verse 12, God said to the earth, bring forth what? We write it. Genesis 1, 11. I read it very slowly. I'm speaking fast now, but I read it very slowly so that you observe it. What's the first one? Bring forth grass. Bring forth herbs. Bring forth trees that yields fruit whose seed is where in itself according to his kind and God saw that it was good so when God formed man out of the dust of the earth God also expects that out of the dust of man's earth should come what grass should come what herbs should come what God made a garden Genesis chapter 2 in Isaiah 58, God says you will be a well-watered. God planted trees in Genesis chapter 1. In Psalm chapter 1, it says that blessed is the man who does not walk in the way of sinners, stand, or walk in the castle of the godly, stand in the way of sinners, sit in the seat of the scornful. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doesn't matter day and night, he shall be like a? So whatever you see in the garden, God expects to see in your life. Because the garden is a picture of the believer. There were rivers flowing in the garden. A river with streams in the garden, right? Psalm 46, there is a river whose streams make the city of God. Come on. John chapter 7, out of your belly will flow. Look at somebody say, you are a garden of God's delight. Or somebody doesn't really believe it. Look at somebody say, you are a garden. Don't become a bush. Don't become overgrown. Don't become filled with thorns and thistles. Let the man in you rise up and tend the garden you are. Let the Adam in you rise up. Let the new creation in you rise up. Let the man of God in you rise up. That's why before God can give you charge of the nations of the earth, he has to give you responsibility of the garden that you are. I hope somebody's getting this. Look at somebody say, are you a garden or are you now a bush? things overgrowing in your life what did Solomon say he said I walked past the field of a lazy man and what happened it was overgrown with this man had potential but laziness caused weeds to override his ability to release his potential so when you see a place overgrown with weeds it does not mean the person is not gifted if you are gifted and lazy you will have weeds for your companion or as companions so the Bible doesn't say he lacked gifts, he lacked ability. By the way, there is no human being that was born without a talent. And the parable of the talent to give everybody something. So you are that garden. And in that garden there is earth. And your body was made out of the dust of the earth. Which means your life ought to produce something. But look at what happened. He spoke to the earth to produce.
produce grass, to produce herb, to produce trees. He did not speak to the sky. That means that you can bring trees out of the sky. That means that if you are in the wrong place, you can bring forth the right fruit. Oh my goodness, what are your voices? So if you're wondering why is the greatness in me not coming forth? Why are the abilities not coming forth? Maybe you've not found your place. Look at somebody say, you've got to find your place. Gotta find. Let me show you something real quick from the book of Proverbs. Gotta find your place. He spoke to the earth. And I'll tell you those what those three things represent because God wants you to produce different kinds of things, not just the same thing. He wants to produce different. He wants to produce grass. I'll tell you what it is. He wants to produce seed. I'll tell you what it is. Proverbs 27 verse 8. Here's what it says. Proverbs 27. Can you get the real quick media? Proverbs 27 verse 8 because I wanted to read it. Proverbs 27 and verse 8. Some of you are trying to find fish from the earth. You're looking for the right things in the wrong place. The angel said to them when they came to look at the tomb of Jesus, he is not here. He is risen as he said. Come and see where the Lord used to lay, where he was before. Wherever you've been placed, wherever you have placed yourself, that is not where God placed you. Let there be divine relocations today. That amen needs encouragement. Can you help us with Proverbs? Are you looking for it? What's happening? Proverbs is a software. Show. I need it. Okay, everybody look into your Bible. Proverbs 20, 27, verse 8. Proverbs 27. You need to see this. This is important. Can you see? What does it say? Like a bird that wanders, strays from its nest is what? A man who wanders from his place. What does that mean? Every man has a place. Now, a brother wanders from his place. What are some of the consequences or implications? Danger. What does it mean? That bird, is the bird safe or endangered? Is endangered. Which means that no matter how high you can fly, if you wander from your place, you are endangered. What does it mean? Give me some more. No shelter, no hiding place. God is saying your place is your nest. In other words, safety and security are guaranteed when you're functioning in the right place. And some of us are unduly exposed and vulnerable because we're not in our place. Look at somebody say, are you in your place? Some of you can look at those people just, are you? Are you in your place? It said it's like a bird that is flying here, there, and everywhere. The person has no 
safety, no security, no sustained supply because the person is wondering. Notice the word, not just flying, but wondering. That's the word. Wondering, wondering, wondering. Moving from left to right and industry to sector and sector to another space of the environment because the person has not found their place. Now when God made man, the Bible says that God placed man in the garden. In the garden, so tend this thing and keep this. You don't score points for doing excellently what God didn't send you in the first place. Let me say that again. You don't score points with God for doing excellently what He didn't send you to do. So it says, Man. Till the garden, tend the garden and feel the earth. Do you know that the territories you're going to take will look like you? You got it. You're welcome. So before God worked on the garden, he walked on the man who will walk on the garden. Your business will eventually look like you. Because you will attract people who are like you or reduce the people you attract to the frequency of your function. Oh my God. Or elevate them. Reduce them or elevate them. And then they're going to work on the space, work on the ministry, work on the outreach, work on the environment. So God formed a man before he commissions man to form or tend to the garden. So three kinds of fruits first that God is expecting from the earth of produce. Number one, he said that man or the earth, I'm going to use the earth now. Now, why am I using the earth? Your spirit produces what? The fruit of the spirit. Your soul is going to produce the fruit of your mind and all of that. Your earth, your body will produce fruit for this earth, for the space. And God wants to be fruitful, spirit, soul, and body. You're going to produce spiritual children. You're going to have disciples. You're going to raise people after the God can and all. You're going to have brain ideas and, and children. But you're also going to have products in the earth. So number one, Genesis chapter one, verse 11, go back there. What's the first thing that said man was going to produce or rather the earth was going to produce? Grass. The lowest level of productivity is grass. Now what is grass Grass talks about daily supply or daily function. It says that all flesh is like grass. So this is daily supply or daily function. The lowest level of creativity or productivity in the place that God gives you is daily supply or grass. Grass can be walked on. Grass can be eaten. Grass can be cut down. Grass can be here today and gone tomorrow. But somebody still needs to produce grass because some people are not producing at all. And we see levels of productivity in the Bible. Isaiah 32 from verse 15 and 16. It says, until the spirit be poured forth from on high and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field and the fruitful field becomes a forest. Can I prophesy over everybody who's not been producing?
producing at all you've not been producing you're sitting in that house and you're just eating and complaining that they're giving you white mama instead of brown one you're complaining that they use palm oil to cook instead of vegetable oil i break that power of mediocrity and that lackluster disposition and i proclaim from this season you begin to produce somebody shout i produce somebody shout i produce he says let the earth bring forth in other words the earth has a womb your life has a womb your days of barrenness are over you begin to produce grass oh at least oh my shandaba at least animals can eat grass at least people can play in grass at least people can walk around grass may your life produce pastures for other people and other things in the name of jesus christ if it's not you i'm talking to do nothing say nothing shout nothing but if it's you i'm talking to shout i produce that's the lowest level grass what's grass consumables what's grass something that people can use food is grass clothes are grass because grass is the cloth of the earth come on somebody that's basic grass and many believers they are just all about grass what's grass a salary is grass that's what it is a salary is grass it sustains the body like some people say to keep soul and spirit or what is it soul and body together that's grass that's grass oh my god your grass days are over what's the second thing you should bring herbs that yield what he didn't talk about the grass yielding seeds but speaks about the herbs yielding seeds now what's the difference between grass and herbs what do herbs do medicinal in other words you produce something that reverses the sickness in the system you're in. God wants believers to begin to reproduce systems, technologies, inventions that will reverse the rot that preceded their arrival. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. God wants believers to become so productive that you're not just producing something that brings in the bottom line, but where there are broken places. That's why the Bible says, shall be a rebuilder of the broken spaces, the repairer of cities to dwell in. Come on, somebody. I don't know who this one is for, but this is not the level of, you know, job description, what they tell you to do, you do it. This is going above and beyond the job description to inventing systems that people don't know exist. Why? Because you are tapping into the intelligence of God come on somebody when Joseph for common when Joseph carried bread to meet his brothers that was grass they will eat the bread and the cheese or the mac and cheese and that will be the end of it but when he was talking oh my yandaba when he was given systems and solutions to the butler and the baker that was herbs so the, the butler who was in the prison who was supposed to die in prison by the ministry of Joseph, Joseph reversed the consequence of death upon his head. I don't know who I'm talking to, but this one is not for those who just want to make enough money to go to Dubai and say bye-bye, I'm going to Dubai. This is for people that want to say Dubai, this is how you would do it. People who are saying that this is the way, the people who are saying I am more than a salary, not from pride, but from kingdom responsibility. Because somebody 
somebody had to work hard to build a system to give me a job there comes a time in your life when you will say to yourself even if I am still in the business I might not be an entrepreneur I'm an intrapreneur that means you're building a business on the outside while you're serving on the inside for some of you you are not entrepreneur or interpreter you're multipreneurs have I got any herb producers who looks for herbs where's grass found everywhere where are herbs found for you to really find herbs you have to look for them that means your days of producing common things are over you're gonna produce things that people will be looking for they said we saw your vlog we had no idea that any kind of qualitative content on relationships was out there come on somebody people are about to look for you when somebody is sick and somebody back in the bible times they couldn't recover they will look for specific herbs they will seek out what you are producing they will seek out what you're developing they will seek out the app that technology that idea that you're creating for those who don't want to produce herbs I understand but there are some of us we are sick of the sickness in the generation we are sick of people taking their lives in the name of suicide we are sick of driving on roads that are not even car worthy hey they say your car should be road worthy but the roads are not even car worthy but there is a generation that is about to come up with a system that will change the way drainage systems are built somebody's about to bring for the herbs somebody's about to bring for the turnaround product somebody's about to shift something in the technologies of the earth somebody shout hallelujah herbs herbs it will be so terrible for people to be so sick in a generation and they know they need herbs and they come to you and they find none Do you know that the ground prepares or brings forth its fruit before people come to look for it? When Jesus looked for fruit on the tree and didn't find it, he cursed it. The believer who has the anointing of God, who has the investments of God, who has the capacities of God, and in, in whose times a generation comes to look for something, a remedy, and they find none, he will be a byword. That's why Jesus said, of what uses it for salt when it's lost its savor. Now what savor? It's in the realm of taste. Come on. Yes. Now when we, we can taste the quality, the vitality, the essence. He said that that thing is going to be thrown down to the earth. And it's going to be trampled underfoot. That's not your story. Look at somebody say don't just consume, produce. Don't just consume. If God planted you in a place, you're drawing nourishment from that place. Question, where are your herbs? Where's your grass? A pastor is a gardener. <laughs> Jesus said, I'm divine. You are the branches. And every branch that does not bring forth. I like the word, you know, I like the word not just bring forth, but what? Bear fruit. Two things. So, bringing forth means it is inside there. But God won't bring it out for you. Jesus said a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. So God has put in you. It is God that works in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. Therefore, you now work out 
your salvation with fear and trembling. Somebody say, I will produce herbs. The educational system is so sick. Who will produce something? And before he gets to spiritual, he said, God does not really care about education. God does not really care about this one. And that. See, if God cares so much about people being healthy, that there is a gift called the gift of healing, don't you think it's concerned about the health sector? If it wasn't concerned, okay, you're sick, just die and go to heaven now. So if by miracles we can administer healing to a few people in a gathering, how about by divine strategy we can take charge of the healing systems of the earth by building free hospitals? Oh, come on, people. Somebody told me recently how somebody in their family went for a procedure and something that should have healed in a short time took over a month because they used the wrong stitches. Something as basic as that. Could it be possible that it's because a kingdom influencer has not taken charge of that space? Number three. Number three, what's the next thing it's going to bring? Fruit. Fruit what? Tree that yields. So the first level is nexus and is it the same earth, the same earth that brought forth the grass, right? Look at somebody say there is the same you that can bring out something different. So far I've been sharing your complaints. Do you know that your complaints could be the ability to analyze in reverse? Murmuring is concern that has lost direction. They already complain. Mama, mama, even though your name is not mama, but mama, mama. So y'all think, yeah, the, the same you. Some people, sorry about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my, my. The same you. You know, something is about to come out of you in 2020. And people are going to say, is it not the same Lamide we knew? Is it not the same Leke? Is it not the same Taiwo? Is it not the same Maha that we used to? It's the same earth, but it's a new season. It's the same you, but it's a new dimension. It's the same composition, but there's a new revelation that is going to stir up. You're not producing grass anymore. When David took bread and fish to his brothers, that was grass. But when he brought down Goliath, that was a herb. Because for 40 years, sorry, 40 days, this guy tormented, and the Bible says they were afraid. What you will bring forth will reverse the fears that possess your family. Some of your family's fear, fear 
when somebody's about to turn 30 or 40 or 50, something happens. We'll break the paths of hell and darkness. We'll break the paths of the enemy. Whatever thing has been cooked, conjured, mixed in the heavens, on earth, wherever, we dismantle, we render null and void. Every project plan, attention of darkness, whatever it is, accidents, fire accidents, gas explosion, food poisoning, domestic violence, uh, stray bullets, uh, stray attacks, ekasupreketo uh, silaba, lembro dus bretuze, jibata, kataya, we scatter in the name of Jesus. Somebody, let's do warfare. Whatever has dominated your space and your environment, trying to intimidate you, I will read the shortly, trying to intimidate you, we dismantle, we break in pieces, we render null and void, we shatter into tiny beats. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we condemn, we confute, we refute, we dispossess, we annul, we break in pieces, we shatter asunder. Lepo kataga, repo kate, zuve sipa, lembruza poli asadaba. Jeituza, jubretuze, lembruza baka, lembroto maliosoko. We dispose us. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can you lay hands on yourself right now? And you're going to decree and declare every power of fear, intimidation, laziness, irresponsibility, mediocrity that will try to rob you of your place in God's plan, purpose, agenda. You break in pieces. Let's de decree that. Whatever fatigue, slothfulness, laziness, uh, mindlessness, lack of concentration, Forty-five more seconds. Out of the same earth, something new is coming. Out of the same earth, something different is breaking forth. Out of the same earth, something unique is shining. Bolataka sabaratas, brazudebosi in the bars. Join faith with you in the name of Jesus. I join faith with you. In the name of Jesus, Jopadosi Balatos, Brodobosi and Bas, Lembo Zacate, so Brodobosis. The name of Jesus, your territory will not be uninhabited. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Daniel Bradford Herbs. Moses brought forth herbs. Remember bread and fish? Did Moses bring down bread and, and manna or, what, or not? Yes. Yeah? That's grass. But remember one time when the bitter waters of Mara, or the waters of Mara were bitter? And then he poured, he ground, uh, what was it called? The Lord spoke to him through, what was it? It wasn't salt. No, salt was Elisha. Moses did something different. Help me somebody. He put that in the water and the Bible says that the water tasted sweet. Elisha did something similar but that was salt in a new bowl and it caught a stick. Thank you very much. It was a stick. He put a stick in the water and it became clean and it was tasting good. That was a herb. There are inventions God wants to bring into the earth. 
And some of us, we're not, we're not thinking like that. We're like, it's the scientists that will do it. It's the inventors that will do it. No, it is the humans. I, I believe that for almost every invention that an unbeliever births in the earth, a believer also had a wave of it. I believe that. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that God causes his rain to fall on the just and the unjust. And people just think it's just physical rain. No. But it says there will be showers of blessings, ideas, instructions, inventions. But the believer is like, no, I'm married to Jesus. Satan, leave me alone. My husband is coming to take me away. When your husband said, pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Number three, what's the number three thing you need to produce? Fruit tree that... Help me here. Earth brings forth grass. The herb yields seed and the trees yield... So when you operate, watch this, when you operate from the grass level... That grass will start and end with you. Because it's not yielding seed for a new cycle. Seed is the passport of a thing in the next season. The seed of a man is his passport into a season he might not leave long enough to see. You're not getting that. The seed of a man is the child of the man. Grass doesn't produce seed for the future. It produces satisfaction for the now. Herbs yield seed, which means that the herbs carry in themselves the ability to produce other herbs. Oh my God. Let me put it like this. When you, when you have, and I have nothing against salary jobs. I have nothing against it. Some of you actually called. I gave a word earlier. You're called to be in that space. But beyond that, whether it's your investment, whether it's partnerships, whether it's co-founding the company, whether it's you, you need to go beyond salary. You know why? Because you can't reproduce salaries. Are you getting this? You can't even pass on your salary as an inheritance. You can't wheel your job role. So, <laughs> when you're 95 and you die, I say, ah, my first son is going to inherit my position. There's no seed in grass. Except you make salary your seed as an you see the now in the kingdom or for other projects yeah but a herb can reproduce so you can reproduce salary but if you start a business can you multiply the business or not if you start a business and you're all you're doing is you're making soap bath soap canoe it's actually pronounced canoe <laughs> canoe you can ask the person beside do you have canoe soap no it's a kocha soap I have that's kind of soup. <laughs> so y'all didn't get this. Okay, you get it next year. <laughs> it's spreading, it's spreading. Receive it. Some folks have no idea. So you think that the solution is where a neutral smile. Everybody will think you're getting it. Anyway, so let's start. You start a soap business. Now, from that soap business, can you have powdered soap or not? 
Can you have liquid soap or not? From salary, can I have powdered salary? Liquid salary, bar salary, carton salary. What kind of salary can you have? They can have bonuses, they can have some kind, they have basic and acidic salary. They're just basic, like acidic salary, citric, nitric, corrosive, adhesive. Hopefully, not all the salary we're going to receive. But when you have herbs, you can have different flavors. You get that? Now there's all kinds of bitters that they are packaging. Alamo bitters, origin bitters, origin. It's from what? Grass. So what the Baba in the village used to sell for 20 cobble, someone has turned into a 20 billion naira industry now. Because it's not about the herbs, it's about how you present it. Damn, dummy, uh, Pan shared a testimony with, him, with me. And I just, you know, I said to my wife, so this is proof that anything you're doing can be big. Yes, it's not what you're doing. If God has called you to it, it can be global. By the way, everybody wants to go abroad, everyone wants to go abroad. Do you know abroad is local to somebody? Lord, make me global. You don't have to leave that point on the globe yes, sir. to be global. Yes, but what is coming out of you can travel to the nations of the earth. Yes. So the next thing now, when you look at grass, this is not good. This is a very grassy girl. It's not a herb. If you go to your friend's house, and they put grass on the plate for food. I'm going to feel honored. That's what? Salad. Now, is salad a main course or extra? Is salad the main course or extra? It depends on the kind of salad. I didn't say salado. Salad has pomo, chicken, roiko, mag, fish. Salad is just grass. It's an extra. So your daily needs, your daily bread are God's extra. That's why I said all flesh is as grass. But it doesn't call unbelievers trees of righteousness. So the third level of productivity in that place that God is planting you is that you must become what? A, come on, it's there, be bold. So herbs yield seeds. Trees yield fruits that yield seeds. So herbs speak about medicinal Products, services, solutions, trees talk about generational productivity, transgenerational influence, which means that God wants to bring out of you something that will feed generations after you. Oh my God. Some of you are not receiving this. 
your mind is like god i don't need that much that's selfishness you know that prayer of god i just want enough for me my son my family that's selfish i hope you know that that could be your prayer for a time but after a while you got to grow into responsibility because there are too many orphans that don't have parents and even if you won't adopt them can you build them a home So God wants us to be trees. She shall be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. Trees of righteousness shall be called the planting of the Lord who wants us to bring forth trees. Now the good thing about trees is that trees produce not just one fruit, but fruit. One. Number two, you can cut the grass, you can pluck out the herbs, but when you pluck the fruit from the tree and you take it away what's going to happen next year what's going to happen in the next season what's going to happen three generations down the line the tree outleaves the removal of its seed come on the tree outleaves the removal of its fruit what i'm trying to say to you joseph is that you are not grass because if you were grass when they took your coat of many colors that's the end of year but because you are a tree joseph you can take my coat of many colors but you didn't touch my roots and as long as my roots are in the presence of god when i get into potiphar's house i will produce new fruit when i get in the prison i will produce new fruit when i get into the palace of pharaoh i will produce new fruit stop mourning over your idea that they stole there are more ideas on the inside of you stop mourning over the person that took your ex good riddance to bad rub Some of y'all didn't hear what I said. You're sitting down there saying, if only this had happened. Do you know who you are? You are not a shrub. You are a tree. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. He shall be like a tree. All planted by rivers of water. Whose waters do not fail. Who brings forth fruit in season. Well, let me tell you. Your last season, uh, they took some things from you. But they didn't take the thing that creates the things that they took from you. My real secret is not in my fruit my real secret is in my roots is in the invisible realm is in my covenant with God is in my walk with God so block all the fruits but I'll produce more take away the opportunities I'll produce more take away the job I'll produce more take away the ministry I'll produce more take away the disciples I'll bring forth more lie about me but I'll still keep on producing does somebody know what I'm talking about I feel the power of God all over the atmosphere. You are bringing forth new fruit. It's not the end of you. The end of your last season is not the end of your life. Oh yeah. High five somebody. Tell him I'm a tree. I'm bringing forth fruit tombs you're bringing for fruit it's not the end of you it's not over it's not the end of your story this is not the end you're bringing forth fruit you're bringing forth fruit you're bringing forth fruit you can try to take my fruit from me but my roots are deep my roots are solid my roots are in the spirit my roots are untouchable the Bible says for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ and God I'm rooted and grounded in the love of God that passes over all knowledge I will be filled with what is the length and the height and the breadth and the depth of the
the love of God. I'm full of the fullness of God. And no matter what you take from me, it's not the end of me. Do you know something? Listen, people. Let me blow your mind with this one if your spirit is open. Do you know that when Jesus was on the cross, they taught him naked, they stripped him. And the Bible says, the Bible says that they laid him in the tomb. Well, when the women come to look for Jesus, the Bible says that they looked at Jesus, they looked in the tomb, they couldn't find Jesus. You see, because he went in as a seed, but it came out as a fruit. He went in as a seed, but it came back as a tree. And he's producing the fruit that you are. But that's not even where I'm going. Where I'm going is this. When Jesus was buried, somebody somewhere must have put some loin cloth around him. Such that when it was, you got it. When it was that they looked into the jail, into the tomb, they saw the cloth neatly packed. But the Bible never tells us that Jesus was walking naked. Where did he get the clothes? Where did he get the clothes? Because, watch this. When you put my naked seed in the ground, the fruit always comes back with a covering. Y'all didn't hear what I said. Seeds are planted naked, but fruits always come out covered. The Agbado has his covered, Coconut has his covered, Adolimo has his covered. You were buried naked in the last season, but you better get ready. God is clothing you, God is covering you, God is hiding you, God is clothing you. You're not gonna come naked, you are clothed with the Word of God, somebody give him praise in the house. Somebody shout, yeah, 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 yes. Look for seven people, high five them. Tell them I was naked, but I'm coming out covered. I'm coming out covered. They exposed me, they lied about me, they buried me in the ground, but I'm coming out covered. I'm coming out covered. Yay! Shandabasa. I feel the Holy Ghost. You're coming out covered. You're coming out covered. You're coming out covered. You're coming out covered. How does the seed find clothes? There is something in the seed that was programmed to cover it. You don't even know who you are. And so when the strip you, you're like, I've finished. No, you're just getting started. Anything God ever allows anybody to take away from you is not required for your next season. If it's required, God will restore it sevenfold. Do you hear what I'm saying? Where did Jesus get the clothes from? The one who made the tree from which clothes are made, can he not make clothes without going to a tailor's factory? Don't let your knowledge of technology stand in the way of your spirituality. Because technology is a subset of spirituality. <laughs> it came out of the spirit realm. For we know the things that were made were made by the things that were not seen. Whose seed is in itself. Where? On the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass. The herb that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields 
whose seed is in itself according to his kind. Now some of you are like, why are people stoning me? Why are people throwing things at me? Do you remember when we were children? Remember when we were children? And you're going to something, the, the almond fruit, we used to call it fruit. Who remembers fruit? When you want to pluck the fruit, what do you do? You throw stones at you. The reason people are stoning you and throwing things at you is because it's your fruitful season. Nobody throws stones at a naked tree. When people see your fruit coming, they want to stone you. My God, you didn't get what I said. They want to stone you. When people begin to attack and accuse and speak against you, it's because they found fruit in you. For some trees, they shake them. The shaking is for the release of the fruit you're carrying. When the storms of life shake you, the fruit of peace will respond. The fruit of joy will respond. Long suffering will respond. Every shaking on the outside is for a revelation of what you carry on the inside of you. Come on, somebody. Every shaking on the outside is for the revelation and the release of what you carry. Somebody shout, I'm fruitful. Fruitful. You'll sit according to his kind. And the tree that yields fruit, you're carrying fruit. And long after people have taken that fruit, you know what's going to happen? You will still produce more. You will still produce more. As a matter of fact, when they take your fruit and they go away from you. Now, you know, many times, more people will benefit from you than those who come to acknowledge or thank you. Because the last time you took mango from a tree, did you say thank you, mango tree? I mean, come in, does that? Come in, come in. You know, when we're leaving the house, come in and say, bye bye, TV. <laughs> bye bye, house. Like, that's so fascinating, right? So I'm sure you say, thank you, mango tree. <laughs> Mickey wants to sleep. Mickey wants to sleep. But you don't go to the tree and say, ah, tree, thank you. I'm not saying don't be grateful. In fact, now because you know you should be grateful. When somebody blesses you or ministers you or gives you something or helps you or supports you or volunteers in your cause or whatever. But the fact that people are not acknowledging or thanking you does not mean they're not benefiting from you. You know, sometimes you drink mango juice from a mango that was squashed hundreds of miles away. Some of the mangoes or oranges you've eaten this year are from trees that are far away. When people take fruit away from you, it is God's way of promoting your productivity in spaces you will never get to. The mango tree can never walk to Lagos, but its fruits can get there. I proclaim about your life that your products, your services, what God is bringing out of your life will enter into places that you may not physically walk into. You will enter into places, enter into places that you never thought possible. Your designs, your messages, your organization, your work, will travel beyond that which you have seen, thought about, considered in Jesus' name. As we pray three major things, how do you feel your space? How do you feel the earth? God said to Adam, be fruitful, 
multiply, replenish that have dominion. Many things I could teach on this, but let me just give you this and I'll possibly continue next week. Don't, don't sit, stand, stand. Done. <clears throat> Focus on finding the value you can create everywhere you are. So it's going to be like, where's my place? Where's my place? Where's my place? Listen, when where you are doesn't feel like the place you know you're going to, then the place where you are is where God has put you in place to put things in place for you to get to the place he has prepared for you. That means the place you are is still a good place to be. Because the Bible says, whatever your hands find to do, how should you do it? In other words, do it as if you're already there. Because if you're waiting for the perfect picture of purpose for you to become productive, you will become an intern in laziness. Or in holding back. If Joseph was not a responsible boy at home, his father would not have trusted him to give food to his brothers. You see that now. So you have to max out the level of responsibility where you are. And then somebody's going to be like, this guy with this attitude and this degree of dedication can do this one. And many times when you do that well, the reward is not going to be commendation. It's going to be betrayal. Because he delivered the food well. You should think his brother should hey, Joe boy, correct. That's why you're my younger brother. His older brothers, his mentors, if you will, threw him inside the pit. So sometimes the reward for a job well done is human betrayal. Some of y'all didn't get that. If you've not been betrayed, get ready. Betrayal is a necessary course in the University of Greatness. You must be betrayed. Do you know why amongst other things, apart from revealing the hearts of men, betrayal is an opportunity for your own heart to be revealed to know how well you can handle the weaknesses of other people. So in betrayal, you think people are just hurting you. It's an exam. Offense is an exam. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for that. So three things. The value. And then when you, once you found the value, be obsessed with creating products. Somebody say products. Services and solutions products services and solutions that's the fruit there how did christianity become global let me tell you what it wasn't just evangelism as we know it it wasn't they were doing one-to-one one-to-one that's not that's not that's not how no that was not how they engaged the systems how did christianity become established Maybe more of a religion than kingdom identity. But anyway, anyhow, Christianity. Because in the religion, God will always find people. So how did it become proliferated across Africa? Missionary schools. What are schools? They were not teaching theology in those schools. They were teaching physics. Are you understanding that? Hospitals. Yes, sir. That's the next thing I was going to mention. Hospitals. What is this? What are, and they didn't say, are you a Christian patient? This hospital is just for Christian patients. Are you following what I'm saying? So whatever product, service, or solution you're doing, you must think about it from a global premise. One of the major differences between Americans and Africans is Africans have learned to design things for themselves and for community clusters. 
the average American is writing a song or his music, designing his app for the world. You're not getting that. In other words, you understand the promise of Abraham more than African Christians. I told, I told a couple of months ago, somebody from South America, a, a major person, a prophetess from South Africa, uh, South America, said to me, we're just talking, someone was talking about how I write a lot on Instagram and all of that. And she said, I, I, re I read your post. I've translated almost all your posts on Instagram into Portuguese. The Portuguese that speak uh, Spanish, rather. And I, I share with my people there. Now that's global. Are you understanding this? I've not been to South America yet. I will go there as part of where God is sending me to. Don't worry, I'm not going to abandon you. <laughs> so, but I'm saying that whatever you are designing, even if you are using African, by the way, being an African designer does not condemn you to the African market. Using African prints does not mean you are condemned to Africa. Haven't you seen Beyonce wearing African prints and Rihanna and all those guys? And then the top designers, what you have been making for hundreds of years, well, decades, they pay thousands of dollars because somebody's brand comes on your own product. You get what I'm saying? Can we just pray to the Lord? I'm bringing forth grass, I'm bringing forth herbs, I'm bringing forth trees. I yield the fruit in abundance. Products, services, solutions. Every day, ask yourself, what product, what service, what solution? How did Abraham become so powerful? He wasn't going around, you know, what, what many of us try to do now is we just want to circumcise servants. You must be born again, circumcise, circumcise. No, he raised them first. Being a Christian CEO does not mean all your staff need to be Christian. <laughs> it says, in you shall all the families, not all the Christians, all the families of the earth be blessed. Of course, you know we have a heart for evangelism and discipleship. But Jesus conducted miracles for people who did not believe in him. They believed in his power to heal, but they didn't believe in him as the son of God. And he didn't cast them away. I think that we ought to pray with more fervency. This is how you fill your space. Being faithful where the Lord has planted you, producing fruit, and then allowing the Lord carry the fruit and the seed of those fruits across the earth. Grass days are over. Grass alone days are over. Grass alone days are over. When he actually spoke about the kingdom, he said it's like a tree. Out of the same earth could an app come out of you could a book could a movie a song a counseling center a massage parlor 
could that come out of you? An orphanage, an old people's home, a presentation, a solution to oil spillage. And as you build those schools and communities and increase your circle, you will now begin to preach the gospel so that they can have the same thing that you've had that made you that productive. Almost there, come on, somebody. I'm feeling the space as you pray. I'll just be saying a couple of things. Do you know that almost anywhere you go now in the world, there is a Chinese restaurant? What's Chinese restaurant? Food from China that Chinese eat that's like making Amala global, that's like making pounded yam. Why can't there be an Ekiti restaurant all across the world? That's it. It's the same thing. Italian restaurant everywhere in the world? Everywhere. Why not you? Do you know there's a, a company called Chick-fil-A in America? Chick-fil-A in America. It's a Christian company, Christian values. There was a debate recently in America in August about the biggest, you know, the best chicken. Like, is it Popeye or Chick-fil-A? And most people are going for Chick-fil-A. Being Christian does not mean being cornered. doesn't mean being mediocre. There's another company called Forever 21. Forever 21, they attach John 3.16 to every label of their clothes. They are global. Hundreds of millions of dollars in worth. Why not you? Don't let the 200,000 Naira you don't have stop you from the $2 million God has budgeted for your assignment in life. Don't let the house rent rob you of your conviction of your God-ordained territory. Don't let the car you don't have deceive you into thinking it's the end of your life to be more to be more just like you producing evidence to be more just like you bringing forth fruit everywhere I go to be more just like you I see fruit all over this house abundance you are not too small to produce Gideon don't say I'm the least member of my family Esther you're an orphan I knew that that's why I gave you Mordecai that's why I gave you a pastor that's why I gave you a mentor that's why I gave you the guardians, the people that raised you. To be more, to be more, just like you. Producing evidence. Receive the spirit of fruitfulness. Receive the spirit of fruitfulness. Don't forget, we're fasting and praying from November 1st to 10th going to be documenting the heart of God for 2020. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say I'm fruitful. Somebody say with conviction loud, I'm fruitful. I produce grass 
I produce herbs yielding seed. I produce trees bearing fruit yielding seeds. I am fruitful. When people look at the earth and they say, this grass has taken over the whole place. What does it mean? The grass kept on growing and filled the place. So how there are thorns everywhere. What happened? The thorns grew. They kept producing, kept producing. Don't stop. Don't stop creating those designs until something breaks. Don't stop writing those devotionals and those articles and something breaks. Don't stop singing those songs until something breaks. Don't stop recording. I know it's hard and difficult. Don't stop visiting the old people's home preaching until one day you're going to be on the bus and preach a message and there will just be an outbreak of the power of the Holy Ghost. Keep, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Produce. What are the three, three things you should produce? Grass. What are the three value containers you must focus on? Products, services, solutions. Somebody give God praise in the house. Hallelujah. Please be seated. To be more. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this grown community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.